What is going on, everybody? Happy spring, happy summer. I, I don't, I don't know what, but it sure as heck feel like it is spring and or summer outside today here in the Rhode Island area here in Johnston, where the shop and the podcast is located currently. Right now, my truck's at 64 degrees. My phone says 59. There's a little bit of wind, but who cares? It's so beautiful. When there is no wind, oh my God, it is fantastic. I absolutely love it. I'm going to have the windows open here at the shop. I'm in such a great mood. I already posted on the shop's Instagram story. It's a great day to come on by to your local card shop, Murph's Car Town and Sports Shop. I'm in a great mood. I'm going to be giving out good deals to people just because the weather's nice. And I hate the cold so, so much. But yes, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode, episode number 180 of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for downloading, listening, and of course, enjoying on all audio-only platforms. And if you listen to this on YouTube, Thank you so much for clicking on the video. Please make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And before we get into anything, 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 I just want to give a huge shout out to everybody who wished my wife, Mrs. Murph, a happy birthday on Tuesday. Her birthday was on February 7th. So I just want to give a huge shout out to everybody who wished her a happy birthday. So thank you, thank you, thank you. She absolutely appreciates it. It is Super Bowl week, right? It is a Super Bowl episode. Yeah, the NBA just had its trade deadline. All right, cool. Mike Muscala, that's fantastic. Don't really care. I want to talk about the Super Bowl. I want to dive into the Super Bowl and Super Bowl only because we have arguably the greatest and biggest sporting event of the year across all sports, not just football, baseball, basketball, Every sport. I mean, I, Kentucky Derby would give a good run for the money. Um, I just don't think it's as popular as football. I mean, everyone's going to be watching football. Everyone's going to be you know doing this and doing that, watching the commercials, wanting to watch Rihanna. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. All right. <sighs> this is absolutely exciting. So what I want to do is, of course, I'm going to talk about the game and such like that. I'm going to break it down, but... What I want to do is I want to have, mm, I, I thought to myself last night, I was like, I want to have some fun. I want to put up some prop bets. I didn't talk about it here on the podcast, but I also want to post it on social media as well. Have like seven or so prop bets. And if let's say five of them hit, any five, doesn't matter which five, then I'm going to be giving something away. I don't know exactly what. Or how we're going to, is it going to be five? Is it going to be eight, ten prop bets? I don't know. But we're going to be breaking it all down here together. And it's going to be an absolute fun time. I think seven's a good number to start. I think having five of seven hit is a pretty good number. I mean, we can go six for eight. I mean, I think that would just be a little stretching it, but it would also be a little bit of fun too. So what I'm looking at is I'm just looking at uh, Rhode Island Sportsbook right now. And I know gambling is legal in Massachusetts now, which is fantastic, which which is weird. Let me just talk about that real quick. In Massachusetts, it was illegal to bet on sports. But you can go to a cannabis store and buy weed. However, in Rhode Island, you could legally bet on sports, but you couldn't legally buy weed. It made absolutely no sense. 
no sense at all. All right. So I have to be very meticulous. I think I'm going to do eight, any six of eight that hit. And I'm going to, the first one's going to be really ballsy. The first one's going to be really, really ballsy. Coin toss. Heads or tails. They're both neg uh, minus 102. I know a lot of people are tails never fails. I kind of like heads, honestly. I know heads is like 50.3% uh, of the time it lands on it. Uh, I know the surface of heads weighs just a little bit more than the surface of tails because it protrudes more. So, mm. all right, let's go. Number one. Hold on, let me just write this down. Number one. Coin toss. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna have to like, refer to this at some point, so I can make the Instagram post heads. I'm gonna go heads minus 102. Now again, not doing this for money. We're just doing this for fun. You know, it's any. We're gonna do six of eight. Six of eight have to hit, and I'm gonna be giving something away. It's gonna be football related. I don't know yet. Probably hobby related. Maybe a box, a packs, maybe a card. I have no idea, but I'm very excited for that. All right, so that is number one, and I know we're diving right into it. I have so much to talk about today, and I don't want today to be a quick episode, but I do want to make sure I cover everything Super Bowl-related, obviously do the bets portion of it, talk about the game, where the Eagles could maybe you know take advantage of the Chiefs, where the Chiefs could take advantage of the Eagles, and just where each team's strengths will capitalize on the other team's weakness and vice versa. That, make, eh, that, that definitely makes sense to you guys. So, coin toss, heads or tails, does not matter who is calling. Actually, Chiefs are calling because they they're the away team. But it doesn't matter if they win or lose. Just needs to be heads. All right. Oh, man. I mean, look at that. Will a kick hit an upright? Yes or no? Uh, I don't really want to throw that on there because what if – I mean, I guess if a kick – you know, hmm. team to score – First in game. Ooh, I like this a lot. Let's do this one. Because this one is kind of where we can really break it down. Um, let me just write down team to score first. All right, so on Sportsbook, Eagles are minus 115. Chiefs are minus 105. So the Chiefs will be calling heads or tails on the coin toss as they are the away team. If they get it right, I don't know if they're going to take the field first or not. But... We could absolutely see that Chiefs offense first, and I really do think that Chiefs offense, maybe to start the game, may be a little slow. I do. I think it could be a little slow to start. Eagles have just as good as an offense. Chiefs defense is not as good as the Eagles defense. So, I mean, there's just, you know, one team is pulling one way on the rope, the other team's pulling the other way on the rope. It's just super, super tough to kind of really figure it out. And again, we're not doing this for any money purposes or anything like that. We're just picking bets. Oh, I'm trying to think here. There's more bets? How, how is there more bets? What, no team scores? Oh, oh, that's just for the main game. Oh, okay, no. Just get me back to where I was. Um, well, Okay, first team to score. Perfect. This is really tough. I just, I'm trying to think. It'll be, there'll be nerves. There'll be jitters. Ah. I know the Eagles in a vacuum, I'd say, are way more hot than the Eagles. And I can see it. I'm sorry. The Eagles are way more hot than the Chiefs. Excuse me. 
And I can see it going where Eagles are a super hot team. They get out to a, a 10 nothing start maybe. And then Mahomes has to work that Mahomes magic. I could also see the Eagles, you know, kind of shitting themselves in the big game and being like, oh, holy smokes. You know, this is this is for real. <sighs> I'm writing down my answer right now. I don't know how I feel com- how confident I feel with it, but I'm going to be picking the Eagles at minus 115 to be the first team to score in this game. Now, what if no team scores? I mean, there was no push. I mean, I guess some team has to score, right? There's no tie. All right, let's see. First scoring play. Ooh. Man, this is just getting really frisky now. This is getting really, really frisky. Hmm, team with first touchdown pass. I'm just trying to look at my options here. Uh, Total touchdowns in game. Total touchdown score. What's the difference? Total touchdowns in game. Total touchdown scored. Oh, I see. You know, if there's five touchdowns, six touchdowns. Oh, I gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, will there be a missed extra point in the game? Huh. I, you know, I kind of like this one because it's going to make everyone kind of on the edge of their seat, even just for a basic PAT. Let's see. Missed PAT. No is minus 410. Yes is plus 300. Ooh, that's kind of cheeky. I mean, we saw what Brett Maher was doing with the Cowboys. He missed, what, four straight and got a fifth one blocked? I mean, it's in a dome. This shouldn't be an issue. They really shouldn't be an issue. I mean, I want to know if they're, do they count? Are they counting a blocked kick? Because technically a block is not a miss. It's, it's a block. I mean, I could also just see, you know, whether it's Elliott or, or Butker just kind of hooking it. I, I could see that too. I mean, I think the logical answer is the answer I'm going to go with is no. I think that's the logical answer. I mean, watch. There's going to be a missed PAT. Watch. I'm going to get like two of eight of these right. Because <laughs> like during the course of the NFL season, what I would do is I would do, I'd bet just five, four, five, sixteen parlays throughout the course of the season. And I'd miss a lot by like one or two legs of the parlay. Yeah, it is what it is. I used to do like 10, 11 team parlays, you know, throw $1 down to win two grand. It was fun. But those things just got blown up. And, you know, I'm hoping where I don't need to go eight for eight. You know, if I was, if I had to be perfect, I'd probably only have like four or five prop bets. But where I just need six of eight, you know, if, if the coin toss, I mean, coin toss is either going to be a hit or a miss. Before the game even starts, <laughs> before the game even starts, we're going to have an either a correct or a wrong. And, you know, I really feel like that this thing could get blown up fast. I think it really could get blown up fast. But, hey, I'm giving something away for free. It shouldn't be that easy, especially with what I do plan on giving away. Oh, team to commit, commit first turnover. What, what if there isn't a turnover, though? I mean, that that's... That is a possibility that there is no turnovers. I mean, there's just no there is no option for for it. Oh wait, hold on. I gotta go back and um, team to score first. I need to just put that on the side. First scoring play. No, where is team to score first? Oh, uh, who did I pick? I picked the Eagles. And then missed PAT. Missed PAT. Where did that go? Let's see. 
Team, uh, will there be a missed extra point? I said no. We'll throw that in the bank. All right. Let's see. What else? First turn. Oh, my God. I am really stretching it here. Oh, boy. Okay. First turnover of the game will be an interception or a fumble. That's what we're going to do. First turnover. Interception is minus 170. Fumble is plus 140. And you can go either way with this one. I mean, you know, it could just be Hurts or Mahomes getting, you know, get the jitters and they just kind of chuck a pick. Fumble. I mean, you know, Pacheco's a rookie. I mean, McKinnon's, you know, he's a little bit of a veteran. Let's see. Miles Sanders is a veteran, but it's his first time in the big dance. I mean, then again, we're not even counting for wide receiver. We're not even counting for the quarterbacks. Quarterbacks could put the ball on the ground, too. Oh, man. I could just see it super early. I see it both ways because we've seen it both ways. Quarterback, drop back, pick. You know, first three passes. You know, also see fumble where it's just, you know, the emotions are really kind of going crazy. Maybe you pull the ball a little too tight, squirts out on the wrong, wrong side of a hit. Hmm. I like the fumble. I really do. But I just don't know how logical it is. Watch. I'm going to pick interception. And it's going to be a fumble. And I'm going to pick a fumble. And it'll be an interception. Oh. I'm just, I mean, quarterbacks could obviously put the ball on the ground. The running backs, a receiver, whether it's. You know, like Travis Kelsey, Dallas Goddard, A.J. Brown, even. Like, all those guys can put the ball on the ground. I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if it's a Chiefs player or an Eagles player. It's just interception or fumble. What is the first turnover? <sighs> I'm going to go interception. I just – I think there's going to be more the likelihood of, you know, maybe Mahomes facing a really good – Eagles defense and it's just like whoa they're only getting to me with four guys and like they have seven guys in coverage there's no blank spots in the defense so I'm gonna go interception there I just think I mean I'm trying to think when is the last time I can remember a fumble in the Super Bowl I'm sure there was one recent oh let's see will there mm, I don't know if I want to do that will there be an interception thrown in the first quarter I don't know if I want to do that one but then again that would also kind of go hand in hand with my First turnover of the game will be an interception. Like I said, early jitters. That's not that bad. That is not that bad. I just don't want something to be... I just don't want any of my props to be so timed-based. Like, coin toss. That's getting decided in the first before the game starts. First team to score, we may not get the first score until the third quarter. You know, we may not get a PAT to the fourth quarter. You know, it's just like things that can really prolong, you know... I don't want this prop thing to be blown up in the first quarter. That's why I don't want to have Will Interception be thrown in the first quarter. Because if there isn't, or if there is and I said no, well, that one's katu, blown up. If the coin toss was tails, blown up. So it's just like, I, I read, you know, will there be a successful onside? Uh, will, will there be a successful onside kicking team recovery? That's super ballsy. <laughs> no is minus 4,000. Yes is plus 1,500. Like, I just don't know if that makes sense. I mean, onside kicks are so, so tough. 
And like the game could be a blowout where onside kicks don't matter, or maybe it's a you know just a back and forth game where an onside kick, <clears throat> excuse me, isn't necessary. Oh God, this this is tougher than I thought, guys. This is really tougher than I thought. Will there be a defensive or a special teams touchdown? Oh man, pick six we've seen those in Super Bowls. Um, kick return six we've seen in Super Bowls. Ah. Uh, Man, fumble six? Definitely seen fumble. We had to have seen a fumble six. I don't know if I like that one. First score, first touchdown score. Quarterback touchdown passes are not quarterback touchdown scores. Okay. Now, this is this is frisky. I want I want to ball out on this one. This one's gonna be frisky. This. All right. So it was a first touchdown score. Again, this could you know. This is something that could get blown up really fast. First touchdown score. So I have the team to score first is the Eagles. I could see it being a Miles Sanders handoff up the middle. You also have to consider um, Kenneth Gainwell gets a lot of goal line touches as well. Oh, man, I hate this. <laughs> Why am I picking this? Um, do I see it being like an A.J. Brown fade? Sure, but I think when you get down to the red zone like that, you just really don't want to make any mistakes. So I feel like you're just going to be more apt to hand the ball off more and more and more just because you don't want to just throw a pick. Um, I don't even see uh, Jalen Hurts on here. I mean, he could run it in. Yeah, but a touchdown pass is not a touchdown score in terms of this. But I see Patrick Mahomes. I don't see – oh, Jalen Hurts right there, plus 570. Oh, plus 575, excuse me. Hmm, that shoulder. I don't know if they would do that, though. I'm going to go Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders plus 600. Oh, boy, we still have three more to do. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if I could do three more. I might have to go back to five to seven. I might have to do just first five of seven. Or five of seven have to be right. Oh, my God. I don't know if I can do this anymore. Um, What about, like... I mean, maybe I'll do five to eight if we can get the national anthem. National anthem Super Bowl odds, because that's not on Sportsbook. All right, can I? Can you like search? Oh, you can. National anthem. No, there's no results found. That's kind of lame. Hold on, I'm I'm looking. Uh, there's Odd Shark, um, Fox Sports. Oh, I'm just waiting for it to load, guys. I don't even know who's singing the national anthem. Chris Stapleton, U.S. national anthem timeline. Super Bowl 57 national anthem betting guy. Chris Stapleton to sing over his hit lately. Over. Oh, Stapleton to sing over has hit lately. When it comes to Super Bowl, you can bet on just about anything. The National Anthem is a crowd favorite. First of all, the NFL doesn't cheap out on, always aims to get a big name in the music industry, da 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 Following Stapleton, songwriter and producer Babyface will be in charge of performing America the Beautiful. That's not it. Okay, da-da-da-da. Okay, I don't really care. Super Bowl 56 appointed Grammy-nominated country singer Mickey Guyton to perform the National Anthem, partnered with Gene Aiko, singing America the Beautiful. Guyton's rendition of the National Anthem ended up at 1 minute 50 seconds or 110 seconds long, which went 
over the odds maker total of 106 seconds for the length of the song. Guidance outfit was blue, which paid out at... Oh, yeah, because you can bet on the outfit, too. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so two minutes and five seconds is the line. Over under two minutes and five seconds, which turns into 60, 120, 125. 125 seconds? I don't know this guy, though. I don't know if he's a slow singer or not. I expect the trend of national anthem hitting the over to continue this year. Stapleton is known for his raspy, slow riffs. He will definitely perform his rendition of the national anthem in a slowed-down and probably acoustic version of the Star Spangled Banner. Okay, I need somebody else, too. I just want another opinion. Um, Fox Sports, what do we got here? Uh, let's see, Fox Sports, 125 seconds, yeah. Okay, they're going 125 seconds. All right, we're going to do it. We're going to throw it down, the National Anthem. National Anthem. Over, under, 125 seconds. All right, so the over is minus 115, and the under is minus 115 on Fox. Uh, let's see. On Odd Shark, the over is minus 185 and the under is 140. Um, let's see. I might just go with Fox on this one for the odds. Um, let's see. What about like DraftKings? Oh, DraftKings wouldn't have it, I don't think. I don't know. They might. Let's see if they have it. Um, NFL, obviously. Come on. Oh, okay, maybe not. Maybe they don't have it. All right, that's weird. Oh, man, I don't know what to do. Oh, no, I just went way too far back. All right, I think I'll go with Fox on this one. Uh, just because I know Fox. Oh, man. All right, so, well. Whether it's over or under, they have it at 115. I just don't know this guy. I, I know nothing about this guy. <laughs> and if you guys know who he is and if he's, you know, methodically do, you know, oh, say, can you see? Like that alone was, what, like six seconds right there? I'm trying to, you know. By the dawn's early light. That was another five seconds right there. I'm hitting the over. Give it to me. Over. Over 125 seconds. That one is coming from Fox Sports, though. I will put that in parentheses, Fox Sports. But that odd is coming from Fox Sports. I don't Should I have to have... I just don't want this blown up. I don't want it to be tails, and I don't want it to be under. And then everything's gone. I mean, I guess we would need everything else to be right. I mean, I guess that's the fun in sports betting then, I guess, right? All right, let's carry on. Let's see. Will there be a defensive or special teams touchdown? I need a little layup here. I'm going to go no D slash special teams touchdown. I'm going to go no, and that is minus three. Watch, there's going to be a pick six to open the game. Or no, kick return touchdown. 
All right, let's see. Oh, let me put that into the bank. Let's see. All right, Wildebeest. Oh, first turnover of the game. Mm. This is tough, dudes. This is tough. This really is. Will there be a safety? Oh, that should be easy. I mean, I guess. I don't know. Brady threw an intentional grounding in the end zone, and, and that's considered a safety. So, you know, there's there's all those bets that got blown up. Oh, man. Look at that. First. Didn't I already do this one? I love this. Uh, first scoring play. You know, if I was a really big betting man on the Eagles, I could go Philadelphia touchdown. First team to score is the Eagles, and it's by Miles Sanders, and that would be a huge payout. Huge, huge payout right there. But I want to keep it a little, little different here. Coin toss we already did. That we already did. So, like, this is what I'm looking at right now. Will there be a safety? Yes or no? I mean, players, uh, player to commit first turnover, more than likely quarterback. I mean, mine is an interception, so it's probably going to either be Mahomes or Hurts. Um, will a kick, will a missed kick hit an upright? First scoring play, the, oh, we already did that one, right? No, first scoring play of the game, we could throw that down there. That's just first scoring play. The other one that I did was first touchdown score. Huh. No, we could be working with a little, a little something there. Let's see, what else we got? We got a uh, first touchdown score. I said it was going to be Miles Sanders. I got to throw that in there. Total touchdowns in the game. Over, under, five and a half. Oh, here we got to do this one. Total TDs in game. The line is over, under, 5.5. All right, so five touchdowns is 35 points, obviously considering the missed PA, uh, the PAT is getting hit, which I put there won't be any missed ones. Let's see, so if we were to break that evenly down, that's 21-14, not including any field goals. I think both offenses are super prolific, and they could put up some points. I'm just trying to think past Super Bowl. i got to look up past Super Bowl scores. Uh, past Super Bowl scores. Because I know, like, the Eagles and the Patriots a couple years ago, that was high-scoring. Uh, let's see. That was 41-33. Eagles. Okay, so the the Let's see. Let's go with Super Bowl start with Super Bowl 50. 24-10. That's not 5. Uh Patriots over the Falcons. That was the 28-3 game. That was more than 5. Eagles and Patriots. That was more than 5. E uh Patriots and Rams was not more than 5. That was only 13 to 3. Kansas City and San Francisco. I don't remember how those points were scored. Uh, let's see. Seven, one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, interesting. So I guess it was six in 31 to 20. Chiefs beating the 49ers. 31 to 9. Can I know Kansas City didn't score any touchdowns. So I guess the Bucks only scored four, and then there wasn't. Oh, man, this is effing tough. This is one that will last the whole game, though, because we'll kind of have an idea. Um, even if it's the fourth quarter and only two touchdowns have scored, we could still see a lot of, you know, high-power offense still kind of happen. You know, if, you know, no touchdowns are scored in the first quarter, that's not the end of the world. Um, obviously, mm, I just don't I don't think it's going to be less than five and a half with these two offenses. Even though the Eagles defense is really good, I still think that 
you know, the Chiefs can put up points, you know, and can't count Mahomes out. Hurts, I think, is going to put up points. I'm going to go over. I will go over, and that is minus 150. Over was minus 150. The under was plus 120. So Vegas is leaning over as well. So here are the eight prop bets for Super Bowl 57. Again, only six of eight need to be right. Ah, Should I make it five of seven or five of eight? I just don't want National Anthem to be under, and I don't want the coin toss to be tails. It would be very suspenseful, though. Hmm. You know what? I think I'll keep six of eight for now. And if those two get blown before the game even starts, I'll fix it. And I'll I'll make something. I'll make a post on, like, social media, like a story. Like, hey, 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 I know this post says six of eight. But because it got torched before the game started, let's go five of eight. You know, something like that. So, for now, it's six of eight of these props need to hit. To recap, coin toss needs to be heads. Team to score the first touchdown needs to be the Eagles. They will. There cannot be any missed PATs. First turnover will be an interception. The first touchdown scorer will be Miles Sanders, or needs to be Miles Sanders. The national anthem over under 125 seconds needs to be over. Will there be a defensive special teams touchdown? I said no. And total touchdowns in the game over under five and a half. I am saying over and watch all those prop bets be completely wrong. And ladies and gentlemen, if you are under the age of 21, you are not able to gamble. If you're over the age of 21, please make sure you gamble responsibly. This is not a promotional ad or anything. This is just me out of the kindness of my heart looking out for you. If you do have a gambling addiction, please seek the proper help. However, I don't think anyone really does because we're all sports fans at the end of the day. However, I just don't want to be responsible (laughs) for any of your gambling addictions. So let's see. Now that we've talked about the bets, we've kind of talked about the game a little bit, you know, through the bets. Let's actually talk about the game itself because I haven't picked. I have not picked. Hey, I think this team's going to win. Hey, I think that team's going to win. Let's talk Chiefs Eagles. They both come into this game at 16 and 3 with a season total record. Both are the number 1 seeds in the AFC and NFC respectively. They both have dinged up quarterbacks, Mahomes with an ankle, Hurts with a shoulder. Eagles defense is better in my opinion, but the Chiefs defense has played very well this postseason. It's going to be it's going to be a good game. At least I hope it's a good game. I hope it's a good game. I don't want a NFC championship where the Eagles just blew out the 49ers. I want a back-and-forth game. If we can get something like the Chiefs and the Bengals from the AFC game, that would be great. If we can get something high-scoring and explosive-scoring, like I think we will get, which by the prop bet that I placed at over-under five-and-a-half touchdowns, so I need six touchdowns, I sure as hell hope so. (laughs) But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, I really don't want either team to win. I could care less who wins. I have no rooting interest in either the Chiefs or the Eagles. I don't like them for separate reasons. I don't like the Eagles literally for one reason and one reason only. Just one. It's because they beat the Patriots in Super Bowl 52. That is the only reason. The only reason why I do not like the Eagles. 
Patriots beat them in Super Bowl, what was it, 39 to 20 something or 20 years ago almost or 18 years ago? Yeah, 18 years ago. And hey, Eagles fans probably hate the Patriots too. But listen, we're one on one, whatever, it doesn't matter. I just don't like him for that reason. I thought that team was so good, that Patriots team. I still don't know why Malcolm Butler wasn't playing. And if he did, I think the Patriots would have absolutely won. Uh, just because Nick Foles threw for 400 yards, uh, shredded Jonathan Batamosi, and Brady threw for 500 yards. So it's like not even his fault. And people are like, oh, Brady lost three Super Bowls. It's like, oh my God, he threw for 500 yards. What more could he have done? And that go that brings me back to a certain point about the Chiefs. And I, I've had this conversation at the shop actually yesterday and I think the day before. This is this game for Patrick Mahomes a legacy game, an early career legacy game. And here's why. If he wins, he will be one of few um, quarterbacks to win multiple Super Bowls. He will join an exclusive list of players, of quarterbacks, with multiple Super Bowls. And that list is very small. You have Tom Brady, John Elway, Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana, Roger Staubach, Peyton Manning, Troy Aikman, Bob Grease, Ben Roethlisberger, Bart Starr, Jim Plunkett, Eli Manning. That's it. That's a pretty impressive list if you ask me. Personally, that's a a pretty impressive list. Again, Tom Brady, John Elway, Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana, Roger Staubach, Peyton Manning, Troy Aikman, Bob Grease, Ben, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Bart Starr, Jim Plunkett, Eli Manning. Only 12 quarterbacks have done that. Only 12. And Patrick Mahomes could join that very exclusive list. However, however, if he loses, he will be, if he loses, he will be one and two in Super Bowls. Now, listen, I'm a fan, a a believer, I don't want to say fan, I'm a believer that I would rather make it to the game, the big game, and lose than not make it at all. And there's always the conversation. It's like, oh, would you rather, you know, over a 10-year period, suck for every single year except in the middle where you won the championship? Or would you rather be, or would you rather get to the championship game all 10 years but never win? Well, my humble opinion I'm a believer that I'd rather get there every single year for 10 years and not win because A, at least I'm there, B, I have a chance to win, and C, I have much more respect from people for actually getting there. But then there's those hooligans where it's like, oh, you lost 10 times though, and look at Brady, he's lost three. Look at LeBron, he's lost six finals or five finals, whatever it is. It's like at least at least you're there, right? All I'm saying and I don't, I don't believe it. I don't think this is a legacy game. I mean, if he wins, you know, it's it helps his legacy, right? But if he loses, and does it really hurt it that much? I don't like to think so, just because he just won MVP, and he still has what ten more years ahead of him. But if he loses, I want all of the people 
all of the naysayers who bagged Tom Brady for three Super Bowl losses, two against the Giants and one against the Eagles, to also look at Mahomes the same way. If you already look at Mahomes as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, you already put him in the top 10 uh, all time. Okay, fine. We won the MVP. Fine. I'll, I'll, I'll borderline top 10 of all time. At least right now, I'd say. But if he loses and he's 1-2 and two in the Super Bowl and he's now minus, uh, if he's like, you know, his winning record is in the negatives in his Super Bowl career, he only has one loss fewer than Tom Brady and six Super Bowl titles fewer than Tom Brady. So let me ask you, in an absolute vacuum, with putting names aside, would you rather have seven Super Bowl wins, three losses, and ten appearances, or would you rather have one Super Bowl win, two losses, and three appearances? You do the math. Now, again, I know Mahomes, you know, he's only, what, 27, I think it is, so he still has another 10 years maybe, you know, give or take a few years. And he has a bright career still ahead of him where he could end up with three, four titles, whatever it may be. However, if he loses this game, all the people that say Brady's three Super Bowl losses are an infringement on his record, an infringement on his resume, better start looking at Mahomes the same way with two, and he's only 27. Again, me personally, I would rather get there every single year and lose because at least I'm getting there and I have a chance to win. Mahomes can't go out and win Super Bowls without getting there, and you're not going to win them all. I mean, look at Brady. He's been there 10 times. You're not going to win them all. It's just almost impossible to win them all. But, again, if Mahomes loses, I expect the people to say, oh, Brady's got three Super Bowl losses. And the... All right, well, that's over a 23-year career that he lost three times in the Super Bowl. He won seven over a 23-year career. He's been there 10 times in 23 years. I saw a stat somewhere on Instagram, I think it was like Monday or whatever, or soon after he announced his retirement, that Tom Brady had a higher percent chance in his 21 years that he was a full-time starter, so not counting his rookie year and not counting the year he tore his ACL in 2008. In his 21 full years as a starter, Brady made it to the Super Bowl 10 times, which is a higher percentage of Brady making it to the Super Bowl than Steph Curry is to make a three-point shot. The greatest three-point shooter of all time, in all time, has a lower percent chance to make a three-point shot, which is essentially a layup to him, than Tom Brady is to make it to the Super Bowl. That just blows my mind. Absolutely blows my mind. So when we look at the greatness of Brady, and I'm not trying to turn it to a Brady conversation. I'm just saying, when we look at the greatness of Brady, you know, there's so many things to talk about. But it's those that say, oh, he lost three Super Bowls is what really pisses me off. Because, yeah, he lost three Super Bowls. Well, how many Super Bowls has your favorite team been in? How many Super Bowls has your favorite quarterback won? Okay, because it's not seven. And he had in that player or team hasn't been to 10. So again, a lot of people around here love Patrick Mahomes. He's a likable guy. He is fun to watch. He's so exciting. He's what the game needs. However, 
at 27, if he loses two Super Bowls, the narrative needs to be consistent because at least Brady is has a positive record. I think I still have it pulled up, actually. He has a positive winning uh, record in the Super Bowl. Where'd it go? His winning percentage in the Super Bowl is .700. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. You know, John Elway lost three Super Bowls. No one really bags him for losing three Super Bowls. Staubach and Manning have lost two Super Bowls. No one's talking about Roger Staubach losing two Super Bowls. I guess Peyton Manning, you know, I kind of talk about Peyton Manning losing two, huh? Um, excuse me, Fran uh, Tarkin lost three Super Bowls in Super Bowl eight, nine, and 11. So, like, quarterbacks are going to win and lose Super Bowls. That's just the nature of it. I just want you guys to be consistent with your stance on sports discussions. That's all. That's all. I just want you to be consistent. That, that's all I ask is consistency. So, wow, that kind of just went on a complete different direction than I expected it to. So, at the end of the day, am I going to answer this question, is it a legacy game? No. However, it's a sports conversation debate game. Like, future sports discussions and future sports debates will be super relevant based on the result. Oh, I know. Will be driven based on the result of this game. Because if, if Patrick Mahomes wins, he's 2-1, and one, he's in an elite class, He's got all the accolades already, da-da-da-da. Um, if the Eagles win, Jalen Hurts, he's in that legendary status of Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks. You know, is he then the face of the 2020 draft class? You know, even though Barrow's number you know, 1-1, he's been to the Super Bowl. He didn't win. Tua hasn't won. Herbert hasn't won. But here's Jalen Hurts in the second round. It's like, wow. I, I, I don't want it's it's definitely not a legacy defining game for Jalen Hurts. No way. If he loses, it doesn't matter. We're still gonna congratulate him on a fantastic season, an incredible run, and what's to come. Just like we did with Joe Burrow last year. Everybody wanted him to win for sports card reasons. However, although he lost, no one is doubting the fact that Joe Burrow can get there again. And he almost did it this year. And no one is doubting, and no one's saying like, oh, Joe Burrow lost the Super Bowl. Oh my God, Joe Burrow lost. No one's doing that. So this this has no impact, losing-wise, no impact on Jalen Hurts. But it does if he wins. I think the conversation and the narrative about Jalen Hurts and about the 2020 quarterbacks do change. I really do believe that. All right. <sighs> is it time to make my pick? Is it time to make my pick? I just, is there anything else I want to talk about before I do so? Is there anything else I want to talk about? Uh, I don't know. What else could we talk about? Obviously, again, I already addressed, you know, Mahomes still has that ankle issue. It, you know, he's had two weeks to rest, which is fantastic. But can he still push off and throw? Can he still scramble and throw off his back foot with, you know, with that ankle? Jalen Hurts, he'll have his legs, but it's the shoulder that could become an issue for him. Oh man, I just I just want I just want to make sure everything's on the table. Coaching is going to play a huge factor. Obviously, Andy Reid's been to the Super Bowl a couple of times now. Uh, his second time with or third time, excuse me, with the Chiefs. He's been there once with the Eagles. You know when they lost to the Patriots in two thousand four. 
So he has playoff and Super Bowl pedigree. So that is a huge advantage over him over Nick Sirianni, who's just his first time, his first rodeo. And I think that absolutely plays a factor. You know, I look back at the Patriots and Rams Super Bowl, the second one, uh, a few years ago after the end of the 2018 season, and I look at, you know, it was a low-scoring game, yes, 13-3, to but I think Bill's uh, experience and his strategic choices really helped them win that game. You know, there was a, a moment where it was, what was it, 10-3, to and... The offense, uh, the Patriots offense is facing like a fourth down from like 30-something, maybe 30-something yards away. Brady comes over to the sideline, and they're talking about if they should go for it and keep the ball out of their hands, out of the, the Rams' hands, or if they should just kick a field goal and get the ball back. And that was towards the end of Gaskowski's time here in New England after a great career, but anyway, he was starting to get a little shaky. And then Brady even says, like, listen, he hits this field goal. We're up by 10. That's two possessions. There's only, like, four minutes left. And if you want to call that a Brady decision, sure. But, you know, Bill is the one that, you know, said, hey, special teams, let's go kick this. And you could just see the forward thinking in the Super Bowl because at the end of the day, the Super Bowl is no ordinary game. Listen, when it, when you're up 10-3 to 3 with four minutes to go and you're on your own 35-yard line in week four of the season, go ahead and go for it. It doesn't matter. Go for it. But when you're up by seven points in the Super Bowl with four minutes to go, you will take every point of a lead that you can get, especially if it puts you up two possessions. So it's just a little, you got to just think a little different in the Super Bowl. And I think that's what really separates experienced coaches like Bill, like Andy Reid from uh, Sean McVay when he was in his first Super Bowl to potentially Nick Sirianni this year. And you could even see Sean McVay uh, in the Super Bowl last year against the Bengals where he just he even like said it in interviews like, oh, you know, I feel much more prepared. I know what to expect now. You know, a couple years ago, referring to the Patriots Super Bowl, he didn't know what to expect. You know, he was nervous, da-da-da-da. He was outmatched. And he was able to go to the table much more prepared. And I think that absolutely pays dividends in a game like this. Listen, every coach goes through a regular season. You even may get a couple playoff games here and there. But when you get your chance to go to the Super Bowl, you need to make sure every decision you make is beyond the correct one. You have to make sure every single decision is beyond the correct one. Look at Sean Payton way back when. What was that? Super Bowl 40? Oh, boy, I don't even remember what Super Bowl it was. Was it 44? Oh, boy, this is... It was the it was the one against the Colts, and he goes for the onside kick to start the half to start the second half, and it's like, holy crap! You just didn't see that out of nowhere, and he is so lucky that they caught that ball. They're so lucky that they rece- that recovered that onside kick because if they didn't, they I would assume would go on to lose that game, and it would have been the worst decision in Super Bowl history probably, but. You know, I remember he, he was talking about it. He was like, oh, I wanted to make sure we were going this way to kick the ball towards our sideline because sideline does kind of matter, you know, in, in, in a weird time and place. It, it, can, it, can get, it can be important, you know, having your team be like, oh, my God, we have the ball, we have the ball, we have the ball. Yo, look, we have the ball, we have the ball. You know, that could really 
have a factor because if you kick that ball to the Colts sideline, they're like, oh, no, 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 we have the ball, we have the ball. And then the rest are going to be like, oh, okay, they do, the Colts do. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, the Colts do have the ball. Colts have the ball. And it's like little weird nuances like that play a factor. Like I've heard stories where um, where Red Arback is like turning the heat up in the opposing team's locker room so it's like super hot, super sweaty. And, and just like doing little, little things to just get inside them, to get under their skin. So when it comes to the Super Bowl, it is absolutely the biggest game of the year. You need to make sure you're making every single decision the correct one. And you have to make sure that you do everything possible to put your team in the best position to win, no matter what it is. And you know what? Just to circle the wagon and to finish and to put a period at the end of the sentence, Bill Belichick did not do that in Super Bowl 52 by benching Malcolm Butler for whatever effing reason. So, with everything on the table, I feel is on the table. And if I missed any points, please, please, please reach out to me via social media at Murph's Cartown. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and, of course, Facebook. So, if I've missed anything, please let me know. And if you listen to this episode on YouTube, please, please leave it down in the comment section below if you want to chime in on anything Super Bowl 57 related in terms of, like, your prediction where you think the Chiefs or the Eagles have the upper hand or where the weaknesses are for you know those respective teams, let me know. I want to know your thoughts and opinions about it. But as we wrap up this episode and as we conclude episode number 180 of Murph's Boston Sports Talk, my official, oh man, my official, and again, I could care less who wins. I really do. I just want a good game. I don't want to blow out. I want a back-and-forth game. I'm on the edge of my seat. I got nerves. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, I want that. I think... Now, I I see both teams winning. I think the Chiefs can win. I think the Eagles can win. I can see where the Chiefs can lose. I can see where the Eagles can lose. Oh, man. Oh, man, you know, it's hard for me to, to, to come up with a, I think this team will win when I really could care less what team wins. You know, in a perfect world, I would want neither team to win, and I'd want it to be a tie. The first tie in Super Bowl history. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. All right. I think, I think the Eagles are going to win. <gasps> what? The Eagles? Yes, yes, guys, yes, the Eagles. Here's why. Here's why. Again, I see a world where the Chiefs can win, and I also think that they can win as well. But I'm picking the Eagles because I think I think they're hungrier. I think that they're more well-rounded on offense. They have a really good running game. They have a great tight end. They have great uh, weapons. Jalen Hurts has been able to show that he can deliver the ball to each of those players and also make plays himself. That offensive line for the Eagles is very, very, very good. And then you go to the defensive side of the ball where they have, what, 75 sacks all season, like the third, fourth most all time, you know, obviously including the playoffs. They can get to any quarterback with only bringing four, and that allows them to drop seven into zone coverage. And I think that's really going to pay dividends where if you can beat five, six Chiefs guys protecting Mahomes with only four, then Mahomes, you know, is going to have a blanket of coverage in front of him that he needs to try to figure out. And, of course, he might be able to figure that out. But then I look at the linebackers and the corners and the safeties for the Eagles and how good they are as well. And, you know, when I look at the 
the Bengals, uh, Bengals, wow, the Eagles' defense in comparison to the Chiefs' offense outside of Mahomes, it's like, all right, well, I'm going to take Darius Slay over Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm going to take James Bradbury over Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And then, obviously, Travis Kelsey is going to be a problem whether you put a linebacker or a safety on him. But when it looks, when you look at the running backs, it's like Isaiah Pacheco, Jarrett McKinnon, or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out of the backfield over Fletcher Cox, Robert Quinn, and I can't think of the third guy, Hassan Reddick. Like, it just makes no sense to me from that perspective. And, again, Mahomes alone will keep the Chiefs competitively in this game. Andy Reid alone will keep the Chiefs competitively in this game. So when it comes to just sheer talent and sheer star power, I'm by and far leaning the Eagles' way. You know, I just don't know if the Chiefs can lock up Travis Kelsey one way, one how, you know, just cover him. I just don't know what Mahomes might be is going to try to do against this defense who's really, really good. You know, with a potential potential lingering ankle issue still. And that offensive line for the Chiefs is good, yes, but the Eagles have faced a good off uh, good offensive lines all season, and they've been able to get home. And that's not even without any blitz packages either. Again, will Nick Sirianni be able to, in terms of coaching, be able to go pound for pound with Andy Reid? Probably not. But at the end of the day, when you have a good coaching staff around you and good players around you, I think it kind of leans the Eagles. And now, yes, I know the Eagles haven't played the greatest of teams in talent this year like the Chiefs have. You know, Chiefs have been battle-tested going through, uh, you know, Jacksonville, who has been pretty good going through the Bengals and, of course, the teams that the Chiefs played throughout the regular season as well. And I know the Eagles haven't played the greatest of teams you know, on the other end of things, but they've played the Cowboys twice, the Redskins, or the Commanders, excuse me, twice. Uh, the, why can't I think of them? Why can't I think of them? The Giants three times. So they, they've played some decent teams. All And, of course, the 49ers, too. I mean, granted, that wasn't without a quarterback, but, like, you know. So that's why I'm picking. I guess I maybe should have gave you all that information before I picked the Eagles. But, you know, I... You guys probably would have figured out, like, oh, he's probably going to pick the Eagles saying all these good things. So you know, I want to put everything, all unbiased thoughts and opinions out on the table first, give you my pick, and then back it up. So that is going to wrap it up for episode number 180 of Murph's Boston Sports Talk, guys. Please, please, please make sure you have a safe and enjoyable weekend with Super Bowl 57 on Sunday, February 12th. Uh, it's only a couple of days away. Enjoy the game. Again, please be safe. Have fun. Stay tuned for the shop social media because I will be making a post about the bets. And, of course, I don't want you guys to miss that, uh, miss out on that at any point in time. Please, please, please make sure you download, listen, and enjoy Murph's Boston Sports Talk on all audio-only platforms. Please make sure you like the video, comment down below. Any thoughts, questions, concerns, anything you have that you want to talk about Super Bowl 57, leave those down below in the comment section. And, of course, subscribe to the channel if you're new or haven't considered subscribing. But that is going to do it for today's episode. It's springtime. It's summertime here. I'm going to go take a step outside and just breathe in the fresh air. But that is everything for today's episode. I cannot wait to talk about the game next Friday for episode 181. Breaking down the game, winner, loser, where things went right, where things went wrong, and just really break it down come then. But that is going to do it for this episode, guys. 
And I will catch you in the next one. But between now and then, you guys know that I love you. I will always, always see you.